Um, for the, no, that's okay. It's perfect. It is perfect just like it is. What's funny is none of you were here earlier. I was real particular. I was like, I got to make sure I have a steady stand. So I came up here and played with the stands, and I chose this one. And look what happens. Hey, there we go. It's like on cue. Anyways, my name is Tim. I know several of you um, understand this is what you get when I come. is crazy. Those of you this first time you ever met me, I apologize. My name is Tim. Um, this is a good uh, expectation for what's to come. Um, you have no idea what's going to happen next. <laughs> have any of you ever had a song stuck in your head? Earworm? Who said that? Me. Yeah, okay. All right, give me an example. Like, what is, what, all right, let's not go for like a cool song. What's the worst song you've ever had stuck in your head? Frozen? Yeah, yeah. Achy, breaky heart. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Like, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. Anyone else? Have, can Like, what do we got? Come on, let's get them out here. What's... Oh, dude, why? You didn't have to go there, but you did. Anyone else? What's like the worst song that's been stuck in your head and for whatever reason you just can't, you can't get it out of your head? What? Wow. Okay. Sa sour cream. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. This is why you ask questions, is you never know what answer you're going to get. That's awesome. How's it go? All right. So now it's going to be stuck in your head the rest of the day, right? Yeah. A you know, a dollop of sour cream does sound really good, though. So now, yeah, it's like, all right, a dollop of sour cream. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I would say, like, I'm really cool. I never have songs stuck in my head like this before. I have good songs stuck in my head, right? Like every Friday, we at work sing that Friday song. It's Friday, Friday, I'm gonna get down. Yeah, like cool songs like that, right? And we... We prank each other in the office. We'll send each other the link to that song, and sometimes we'll disguise it as something else, and they'll click on it, and I'll go, it's Friday, Friday. <laughs> and you get that song stuck in your head, and, and, and you just can't get it out, and it'll just come up at some of the weirdest times, right? I, I, I just want to stay around this word stuck for a moment, okay? Let's, let's have a firm grasp of a song that's stuck in our head. Are you guys with me? Because I've... I've felt kind of stuck in my, my spiritual life. I've, I've felt kind of just stuck, period, for a while now. And what's, what's kind of crazy is, is this is one of those things that I think we have a hard time as people of faith admitting to one another, right? Where our gas tank is probably running a little spiritually low, where we're feeling stuck, where we're, we're feeling and we're forgetting a little bit about who we used to be. And sometimes the song that's stuck in our, our heads about ourselves is a very self-focused song, a song focused on your own personal sorrows, your own personal tragedies. And what's kind of crazy through this time, a lot of you don't know, I was, I was full-time on staff at a church, full-time ministry, right? And as you're a part of full-time ministry. You, you do things just on a regular routine. Of You wake up every morning and, and you have to make sure you're spending time in the Word. You have to make sure that you're 
praying. You have to make sure that you're studying. You spend hours a week pouring over a sermon. You spend hours just praying, just so if you get that phone call to go and meet someone that you're fully prepared for whatever comes out of their mouth to be effective in ministering to that person. And as it's been probably a year and a half of me not being in full-time ministry, I've, I've kind of been stuck. Those routines, that amount of time that I've poured into it, it's not, it's not there anymore. And I want to be transparent with you guys, because I think you can empathize with that too. Where we don't always feel like we measure up. Sometimes I, I think of it kind of like, do you know anyone who's crazy enough to run marathons? Do you, yes, we all know at least one person who's crazy enough to run marathons. And they train and they train daily for the big race, right? Or, or let's just say like a boxer. Like I, I don't, I'm not really into like ultimate fighting, but I've, I like the idea of it and, and keeping yourself in shape for the fight that's to come. I love soccer, Okay, and I, soccer, you really have to maintain good shape, especially if you're playing at the top levels. If you're a musician, you know you have to keep your fingers in practice. Well, if you've seen a soccer player who's probably retired and moved on a little bit, they might have got a little pudgy. A marathon runner who it's been a long time since they've last had their last race, and, and they're not as in shape as they used to be. And, and that's kind of the way that I feel. I feel a little bit stuck. And what's crazy, even through this all, even through me feeling stuck, God still speaks to me. But he's done it in a way that is different from any time in my life. God will have one word just stick with me. One word that just marinates in my head, and I, I ask questions about it, and I can't, I can't get beyond this one word. And today I want to share with you guys one of these words that, that I've recently got stuck on. And I, I want to share it with you guys, and, and I want us to kind of think about this word, because let me be honest with you, I, I see this word hashtagged all the time, right? It's hashtag blessed. The word is Blessed. What does that word even truly mean? Like in our days, in our culture, I think we've totally lost what the word blessed means. And so whenever I was reading scripture and I came to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and it says, Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I got stuck on that word. Blessed be. Blessed be God our Father. And I would send texts to people and be like, look at this, it says this word. And they're like, Tim, you're crazy. I would have friends, and I'm like, I can't get past this word blessed. Why? Why can't I get past it? I annoyed my wife asking her the same question. I had lunch with a group of friends, and all I could talk about was this word that I was stuck on. Blessed be God our Father. So I want us to focus on this today. I want us to think about it, and it's going to lead us to 1 Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 3. And we're going to read through the text, and we're going to kind of break it down just a little bit. Blessed be 
The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. May it be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you not now see him, you believe in him. Rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Let's pray real quick. Father, I just thank you so much for all that you have done. In this passage, we're going to focus on and, and praise you for things that you have done on our behalf. Not only that, but we get to hear a little bit about how you shape us and change us and how you shape us and mold us, how you refine us. And I pray, Father, that this can result in us praising you, worshiping you, not just for the, the things that you have done in our lives, but for the songs that you have put in our heart, that we may have a new song stuck in our head. A song of expression of love and gratitude and gratefulness and, and praise for what you have done for us and what we are here to do in this world. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you mostly for your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. My translation says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some translations may say, praise be. And it, it means the same thing, right? But it really caught me off guard when I saw that word, blessed be God our Father. And I can't explain why it gripped me like it did. Because I think if it said praise be, I would have just rolled right along. And I wouldn't have stopped and I wouldn't have asked this question. I wouldn't have had that stuck in my head. But here we're seeing Peter exclaimed how praiseworthy God truly is. And that's what that word means. Blessed be, it's, it's an adoration of praise. It's a declaration of worship. Praise God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise Him. I have a little exclamation point at the end of that statement. Peter is really excited and we begin to see reasons why he is excited, reasons why he knows God is worthy to be praised. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power is being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. 
God is worthy to be praised because of his great mercy he has poured out on us. His great mercy. Does anybody know what, what mercy truly means? Does anybody want to try to, to, like, Tim, you're the one who should know, right? I should be the one telling you. Does anybody, tell me what mercy means. Can anyone tell me what mercy means? Yeah, undeserved, right? Like, you have a, a, a debt you got to pay, and mercy is clearing that debt. Praise God for his great mercy. Praise God for his great mercy. Praise God for his overflowing, abundant mercy. Not only does he give us mercy, it says praise God not just for his mercy, because he has made us born again. How many of you have been born before? <laughs> You're like, oh, this is a trick question, right? How many of you have been born before? Raise your hand if you've been born before. If anyone hasn't, we have a problem. <laughs> I've been born once, and I've been born again through Jesus Christ. I was spiritually dead, and he made me alive. Praise God for that. I know we don't like that terminology of being born again these days. It's one of those things that I think nowadays just kind of has a, a weird twinge to it, kind of like hashtag blessed. But it means something so deep. We are born again. We were born once, and through Jesus Christ, we were made new. So good. You're saying, blessed be God our Father, Lord of Jesus Christ, right? You have a little exclamation point there. Because of his great mercy, he made us born again. Not only is it because of his mercy, not only because he made us born again, it's because he gave us a living hope. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. He is praiseworthy because of his mercy, because he was born again, and because he has given us a hope. Not just a hope, a living hope. We got to a few Sundays ago, celebrate that living hope. That Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The hope that we have in our lives when we feel stuck is centered in that. That he not just overcame death, that is a part of us now. We can have hope in that, a part of that new life. We have hope through his resurrection. Not only do we have hope through Jesus Christ's resurrection, we have hope to an inheritance that is coming. Through Christ, our hope is pointed to this inheritance. And let me tell you something about this inheritance. It's described as being imperishable undefiled, unfading. Not like that fat, out-of-shape boxer. Always in shape. Always beautiful. It's not fading. 
It's not an inheritance that when you cash it out, you have to pay tax on it and it reduces a little more. You know what I'm talking about. It's unfading. It's imperishable. It's going nowhere. Through Jesus Christ, we have that hope. We have hope of this new life. We have hope pointing to this inheritance. And it's not just an inheritance that we have to wait for. It's, it's something that we can receive here and now by being born again, by being a part of the new life in Christ, by having this hope inside of us. Praise God for this hope that we have through the sacrifice His Son made that points us to an eternal life by His side. There is nothing at all, verse 5 tells us, that we can do to lose that because it is guarded, it is protected, it is reserved by His power, not our power. This inheritance, this new life we have in Christ. He is holding it for you by His power and His strength. Praise God that it's not under ours. Praise God it is not under your personal strength. Because I would fail that test. God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised because of his love, because of his mercy, because of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. God is worthy to be praised because he gave Jesus Christ new life when he overcame death. Praise God for all these things. Praise him for what he has done so that we don't have to do it. It is all in his power and his glory. Praise God for those reasons. Blessed be God our Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for his mercy, for he has made us born again. He has given us a living hope through Jesus Christ, a hope in an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading. There is so much goodness here for us to hold on to. This is the kind of thing that needs to get stuck in our head and hearts all the time. This is the kind of thing you need to repeat to yourself every morning as you walk out the door. Praise God. He is praiseworthy for all that He has done that we could not do on our personal strength on our behalf. He did it for us. Praise Him. Praise Him. Anyone else want to praise Him? Praise Him. Praise him. All right. Not only has He done all this, we're looking now at 1 Peter verses 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I love how he takes us from focusing on praising God for all that he has done 
right into the fire? To the trials, the various trials that we all will face. The trials that really make you see what you're made out of. Spiritually, sometimes physically, emotionally, mentally. He's using words here that's describing testing and gold and gold in a fire. Now, he's not talking, when he uses the word test, he's not talking about a, a test that you sit down in school and you, you take and, and you pass or fail. He's talking about, the, the, he's talking about like it's metallurgy. I tried to pronounce it right. And I practiced, too. Because I remember one time someone came in and filled in, and he mispronounced a word, and it was very funny, but it was quite the focus of attention. So I practiced pronouncing metallurgy correct for you guys. <laughs> the process of, of metallurgy. All right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out. You guys know I'm a nerd. You guys know I'm a geek. There's a, a game called Minecraft, right? <laughs> You're, if you don't know what Minecraft is, ask the closest child. <laughs> Be like, it's a video game. It's awesome. <laughs> Minecraft, when you get in this game called Minecraft and you dig down, you have to go pretty far down. You're going to find this block, and this block's called gold. And it's gold ore. Right? It's not a pretty block. It's a block with lots of speckles and, and dirt in it. And then you see little golden speckles throughout it. You take that block that's ugly and you put it in a furnace and you melt it and it comes out a beautiful gold bar. It's like this in real life for you adults too. Gold ore is ugly. It's nasty. It doesn't look like something you want to wear around. Does anybody wear like a big gold ore chunk? Would anybody, I'm sure we would all want a gold ore chunk, right, if I was giving them out. But if I was like, this is a necklace, you have to wear it, you can't do anything with it ever again, you have to display it all the time, you'd probably be like, eh, no, I don't want to carry a nasty-looking chunk of gook on me all the time. But what makes it beautiful, somebody really does get a fire. They get that fire hot. They throw this disgusting thing in there. Melts it. It purifies it. Sometimes they add things in it to help remove the impurities. They scrape it out in this, this hot goop. They make something beautiful with it, something that, that means a whole lot to us. This is the, the process that Peter and the words Peter is using to describe what these trials we face are like. It's that testing. It's this chunk of uh, that becomes something beautiful. But it only comes through being melted down. How many of you want to be melted down? I want to be something beautiful. Everybody would raise their hand. How many of you want to be melted down? Trials are, are various. Trials take on different images, different forms, and it's going to be different for each one of us. But all of us are going to go through those trials. All of us are going to face it. And, and there's two truths that nobody really wants to hear about when we talk about trials, right? It's going to be painful. 
it's really going to suck when there's no better word to use. Trials not only are going to be painful, but they are, and this is the other thing we really don't like to hear sometimes, they are purposeful. The thing about trials that sometimes I know we don't always want to hear is, is God's in control of it. We've gone through him and he's melted us down. And it's up to him when to pour us out into something beautiful. But he will. No one wants to be melted down to see what they are truly made out of. And we certainly don't want this process so that we could be made into something else. We just want to be made in something else. Like exactly what happens to us when we become born again. But even in our walk of faith, there are trials in our lives that we all are going to go through, that we all are going to face. And in the midst of these trials, as God is melting us down, when we are in the middle of it, we have an opportunity to go to two different places. I'm not talking about eternally. If you are sealed with Christ, you know you're going to that inheritance that we can't take away. But here, while we're here and we're going through those trials and we are melted down, we can go to two different places. We can go to the the one place, the, the place where we're finding ourselves alone in the middle of it, focused on ourselves, focused on our sorrows, focused on everything awful that is happening to us right now. And if we make it through that trial, it's because we are strong, we are capable, and we are awesome. And we will probably tell you all about it, won't we? You know who I'm talking about. Everybody knows that person. It's one of the places we could end up in the midst of that trial. The other place we can end up in the midst of that trial is praising the one who is praiseworthy, finding the glory in it that he meant for us to, giving him the credit for all the refinement that we are going into as he is making us into something beautiful completely in his power. Trials really tell us a lot about who we are and where our faith truly is based on the kind of song we're singing, the song that is stuck in our heads in the middle of it. It's the song of, Woe is me, the man of constant sorrow, or praise God, our Father, Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Trials really are a time where we need a better song stuck in our head. Where we need that song to be reminded of how praiseworthy he is. Let's look at verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So he brings us here to this new place. He's brought us to this place where he focuses in on how praiseworthy God is for all that he has done. And now he will 
bring all of us through trials that will melt us down and allow us to be formed in his image. And he brings us here to this place where he focuses on that God who brings us through those tests of fires and melt us down and who is also praiseworthy. And he brings us here and focuses on things we can't see and things we can't explain. Sometimes we just can't explain something. I can't explain why I cry every time the new Star Wars trailer comes out. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't put into words why I weep when I see the next Star Wars trailer. I was talking to my wife about this earlier today. I was like, I can't do it. I have to be left alone for about five or ten minutes afterwards so I can calm down. And then I watch it again and start to cry. I can't explain it. Peter is pointing us to something we can't see and we can't explain. He says, though you have not seen him, being Jesus, you love him. You have not seen Jesus, but you love Jesus. We haven't seen him, yet we love him. We haven't seen him, but we believe, we trust him. We trust that he has our best interests in mind. We haven't seen him, yet we rejoice in him. We find joy in him. In the midst of the trials, we can say, praise God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We haven't seen him yet, and yet one day, through Christ and because of the inheritance that we have that will never be taken away, we will one day be with him. We will receive that goal. We will be face to face with him. It's why when we sing a song like Amazing Grace, it's the loudest song we all sing. There's something inside of us, our soul, that knows what home is like, misses it. And we're sitting here singing these songs about how wonderful Jesus Christ is. They know. And the emotions that we feel that we can't always put into words are still there. He puts us and puts our attention back where it needs to be on the things that we can't see, the things that only God can do by his power. And that is why God is praiseworthy. So I want to ask you guys right now, what, what, what song do you really want to have stuck in your head? And it's not the dollop of cream cheese, even though that does sound pretty good. I'm getting a little hungry. It's not 500 miles. It's not Friday. Friday. We are going to get down on Friday. And it's not the song of the gospel of ourselves and how miserable or how awesome we are. The song 
that we need stuck in our head. It's the song that praises God. God our Father. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The song of the gospel and all that he has done for us. This is why we need the good news daily. The gospel is not just the way that we come to be born again. It's the thing that we need daily. The thing we need to hear over and over and over again. It's not just that entry. It's this song of worship our souls need to cry out and do cry out when we're stuck. It's the verse we need to remind the person sitting next to us when they often get it wrong. Say, remember Remember the line of this song. Praise God for all he has done. You're in his hands. It's the song we need to sing together as we cry out how amazing and praiseworthy God is. It's the chorus we sing alongside one another in the midst of our various trials. That's why we need one another. And that's why we need to be transparent when we're stuck. Because you never know if the person sitting next to you is going to be the one who can help you learn that song again or if you could be the person who helps the person sitting next to them. Be transparent with where you are. We all need the gospel. We all need to be reminded, blessed be God the Father, for He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He gave us mercy. He brought our dead soul back to new life in Jesus Christ. Praise Him because He has given us hope in Jesus Christ's resurrection, in His life. He gives us hope of an eternity where we can be with Him, sealed by His power and not ours. He can bring us to a place where even though He melts us down, we know we are going to be formed in something not just beautiful, but something very useful for His glory and not ours. And we know that we can join with one another singing this exact same song right next to one another. For God is praiseworthy. We must rejoice in Him for the work that He did for us. All for His glory and not ours. Blessed be God, our Father. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may this be the song that gets stuck in our heads this week. As we go out these doors, may we remember as we encounter various trials this week, we not be fully melted down, but we will go through some trials. Let's remember to praise Him. Praise Him for all that He has done. Does anybody have anything at all that they want to praise Him for right now? I'll give you an opportunity before I close in prayer. Don't feel like you have to. But if you do, I have a great opportunity for you to do that. Praise him for health. Yeah. Yeah. You added a wonderful line to this song. Anyone else? Healing. Praise him for his healing. Anyone else? Yes. 
Praise him for family. Praise him for family. Anyone else? <laughs> yes. It's patience. <laughs> I don't have grandchildren. Yeah. I know they are a blessing to grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Praise him. Anyone else have a prayer? His love. His love. Amen. Anyone want the last word? His grace. His mercy. She had the last word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyone else? Thank you so much for the opportunity for me to be here. I, I hope that we all have this song stuck in our heads this week. And that it's much better than the songs we would normally have stuck in our head. Let's pray. Father, you are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our love. You are worthy of our time. Thank you so much for loving us so much that you have given, given your son to be sacrificed for us. And I pray, Lord Father, that, that we continue to remember, to remind ourselves of what you have done on our behalf, that we never forget that we don't forget that song you have placed in our hearts of, of who you really are and who we are because of what you have done. I pray, Lord Father, that we can continue to cling to the patience, to the mercy that you have given us, that we can understand your, your grace is, your grace is amazing and it is abounding and we still haven't fully grasped all that your grace gives us. I pray, Lord Father, if there is anyone here who, who has been focused on that self-centered song, whether they realize it or not, that they may cry out to you. That they, in the midst of whatever they're going through, that they may cast that aside and that you may put this new song in their mouths. You may write this song in their hearts. Lord, you are worthy of praise. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the new life that we have in him. We ask that this all is done to glorify him, that we may be used by you to let more and more people know that you are worthy to be praised. We ask this all in the name of your Son. Amen.